When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Coast to Coast. I am your co-host, Beyond 716, our very first podcast with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Whittle. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? How's everything? Doing well, doing well, man. From And, you know, just to tell people what we're about, why are we called Coast to Coast, Whittle, right? Well, we're, we're both from Jersey, and uh, Beyond is now uh, a resident of California, I'm still in Jersey, so it just kind of makes sense, man. We're both Bills fans. We're both from the Great Garden State, and uh, you know, and we're and, and we're and we're we've got the, we've got the entire nation covered, right? Coast Absolutely. to coast, baby. You know that that Jersey blood never leaves. You know what I mean? You could take That's the man it. out. Of, you can't. You could take the the man out of Jersey, but not the you know the Jersey out of the man, so to speak. So. Or, or the jer- or the jersey off his back, right? Yes. Or at Whittle <laughs> rolling with Tyrod Taylor tonight. Little, little right, uh, in honor of the jet, the man that broke the seventeen year drought for the Bills. So yes. we always pay, we always pay uh, homage to Tyrod around here. So, so let's get right into it, Whittle. Let's um, as we start, let's just start with you know who we are, what we're trying to accomplish here. So we're gonna do you know weekly podcast, you know mostly Bills content, right? Right. Well, as we get to the season, we'll do, you know, we'll talk about training camp. We'll talk about preseason. We'll get into the games. We'll do weekly previews. So it's going to evolve over time. So. Absolutely. Uh, we're also going to, uh, we're also going to uh, open things up and allow other fan bases to come in here and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about their team. We want this to, um, the vision for this show is to not just be, uh, not just to provide Buffalo Bills content, but just a, a better education when it comes to, the NFL, all 32 franchises. Um, you know, we, we're going to get into the X's and O's. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk a little trash here and there. And, and we're going to uh, ultimately talk about our team, the Buffalo Bills. So um, yeah. with that with that being said, we'll get this the introduction started. Um, I am Whittle 2K. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you may know me from Twitter. Uh, my persona on Twitter is a little more rough around the edges than it is going to be on this podcast. And if I offended you, I apologize. But I probably had good cause to do it on Twitter. So, um, man, I've been a Bills fan since. Ooh, I think my first football game I ever watched was the uh, the Bills Giants Super Bowl, and I felt 
so bad for them, man. I, like my mom's a, a Steelers fan, so they've won championships, and my my dad's a Jet fan, and they won a championship. Their championship ring has no diamonds in it, but they still won one. Um, so you know, it just like I felt bad for Buffalo, man. Like the kick, you know, Scott Norwood missed the kick, and I said to myself, I said, you know what? I, I'm gonna ride with that team, man. Like they they play hard, they got unlucky. And the following year, like back in the Super Bowls, I'm like, I didn't even realize the team was that good. So, you know, yeah. I you know, start following and following. And four years later, man, with I went for the Super Bowls, and, and that's yeah, that's been the legacy ever since. And you know, 2018, 2018, in comes this kid uh from from Firebraw, California. Middle uh, of nowhere. Standard. Yeah, standing six five, about two hundred and thirty five pounds, soaking wet, and big, big kid with a big, strong arm, and um, you know, along with Coach McDermott and and, and Brandon Beanie's introduced a a new culture here in Buffalo, and we're, we're back, we're back in the title, we're back in title talk and 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 in contention. Um, it's one of the best teams in the league. Uh, the best moment as a Buffalo Bills fan. Oh. And this is crazy because they're both gonna come in the same exact game. Wow! Um, when Gabe Davis scored that touchdown, man, put us up with thirteen seconds to oh, thirteen seconds left against the, you know, against our biggest rivals right now, the Chiefs, man. And you know, you could just taste it, man. It just felt like I, I remember the exact place I was when it happened. Um, and then to lose that game the way it went down, it's just like it's like slowly watching the life drain out of your body. It's like standing yep. Yep. for yourself and watching you die. It's just it was it was horrible, man. And um, you know, I I hope to be in that situation again where we're you know a few seconds away from from you know advancing to. AFC Championship and and eventually the Super Bowl and and you know I'm looking forward to that Josh Allen kneel down in the Super Bowl. That's yeah. going to be amazing when it happens. Um, but you know that that's that's where I'm at right now, man. And and my favorite Bills player of all time, uh, I you know there were a lot of greats, man, a lot of greats over the years. I loved Henry Jones. Travis Henry was one of my favorites. Nice. Um, Obviously, Stevie Johnson, man. Like you could keep naming Terrell Owens was one of was one of the guys. Um, I liked Marquise Goodwin when he was here, man. I, you, know, Mark yeah. Lynch, uh, you know, Mario Williams, Aaron Schobel. Like, I mean, I could go on and on and on with these guys, but man, I gotta go with I gotta go with the, with with QB one of the drought breaking team, man. Tyrod Taylor, aka T Mobile. I uh, love it. Guy is a fashion icon. Like if you if you check out his Instagram stuff, man, the guy yes. can, he throws a beautiful deep ball. Uh, yep. makes great decisions in the pocket. Uh, he can get out there and make you make you miss. Like I, I think he's I think just he was just a great player that you know. I wish we would have drafted him instead yep. of let him sit and you know sit out there in uh, in, in in Baltimore all those years, but. You know, he had his time with us, and, and we loved it. And uh, the current player that I would love to add to this 2023 Bills roster, what current player? 
from the current uh, league, right? To this for this season, league. you get one player. Who you get? Who you gonna add? Chris Jones, bro. <laughs> Chris Jones. Oh, and I know it's like it'll it'll probably change next week, but man, mm-hmm. like right now, that's all I can think about. Like if we had that interior pressure to 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 link with Von Miller, Floyd, Epinesa, Lawson, you know, Boogie, Groot. Like if we could get that interior press, that interior presence, I think mm-hmm. that, that would that would totally change the way this defense uh performed, man. I think we've got a great I think we've got a great team. But adding that guy, adding that guy Head and shoulders above any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Beyond. Let's hear it, man. Oh, let's, let's hear it. Okay, so you want to do my? I'll do the the rundown. So, how long have I been a Bills fan? Well, I'm older than you, so I'm going to show my age here. Uh, getting close to fifty. So, I started back in 1982 uh, with the Bills. Um, I wasn't a Bills fan to start. I used to be a Cowboys fan, and Ooh. the reason, but I had a very specific reason. My mom, I'm from South River, New Jersey. I think I told you this before, small yep. town by East Brunswick. Drew Pearson graduated with my mother, you know, the right. famous wide receiver from Dallas. So when Drew was on the Cowboys, we all rooted for, for Dallas, right? And I, I remember the you know the title game against Sam Fran, the whole Dwight Clark catch. And I mm-hmm. even as a kid, I was so mad, so angry. I just oh it's it's already set me up for what was coming down the line with the Bills, right? So once Drew had a car accident. My dad moved to Buffalo, and I just kind of latched on to the Bills from there. You know, okay. everybody was a Dallas fan. I just wanted to be different. So, you know, he made me a birthday cake with the old Bills helmets on it. And, and I just took to the Bills from there, man. And that's that's where it all started. And then it just grew into fandom. Lived through all four Super Bowls like you did very consciously, you know, in my college years. And and I you know, I just felt it, made, it, 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 is, it actually makes it – it's going to make it so much more enjoyable if we do win it. Whittle, all, all the things we've been through, you know, some some fan bases don't understand that. You know, they they start early and they start winning a lot of games and, and they get spoiled. Like for us, it, it's not going to be like that at all. So and you'll live through the whole drought years and went to a bunch of games up in Buffalo with my dad over the years. Snow games, hot games, you know, J.P. Lossman's debut game, you know, things like that. So. We thought we had the answer. We all, all know how that worked out. So, oh, yeah. Seth, Dick Jaron, Mike Malarkey, you know, all, all, all Greg Williams, you know, all, all these coaches that, that came and come and gone. So, I, I love what you said about Tyrod. The, you know, the thing about Tyrod I always appreciated was his professionalism, especially remember when they were trying to take out, put Nathan Peterman? Oh, yeah. How ridiculous yeah. that was. Disaster. Disaster. But I always liked the way he handled it with such class. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was always impressed with that. Because he could easily, you know, just gone to the media and said some things, but he never did. So I, I, I respected that about Tyrod. So, and you know, here we are today. We have a great chance this year. I love the fact that people are writing us off a little bit right now. That I, I'm just, too, I don't even care. I mean, we're gonna get into that as we go through, you know, through the, you know, the whole preseason here. But just to kind of pivot, best and worst Bills moments. Oh, that's tough. You know, the best. I, I still think. Oh no! No, oh, we lost him. Damn it! All right, well, I'm gonna wait for Beyond to get here, but 
we're gonna go into the next segment. Uh, here he here he is. All right, we lost him for a second, and he you know what? That was a party foul. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's call that the first podcast. Won't happen again. Can't cool, mess man. with the mouse and hover over the you know the the actual thing. So this is why we do these dry runs, right? So there you go. Um, best moment. You know, I still think beating when we beat the Raiders, fifty-one-three, yeah. go the first Super yep. Bowl. I remember. You know, I had a lot of Raider buddies in school. They were just talking so much trash. I'll tell you a funny story. So we got snow the next day, right? Mm-hmm. So we were all we were gonna play street hockey down on the tennis courts of my high school, right? Okay. So they had all this snow. So my I knew my buddy was coming. So out in the outline of snow, I did fifty one three as he came over the hill. So we got to see the score. <laughs> he was so, oh gosh. So you know stuff like that. It was awesome. Like he was so angry. You know, and then he had the audacity to say, "Well, if Bo Jackson would have played, we would have beat you." I'm like, "Come on." I mean, please. I mean, I love Bo Jackson, but come on. That, that was he ain't, he ain't 48. He ain't 48 points worth of Bo Jackson. No, Sorry. definitely yeah. not. Um, you know, and the worst moment, I'll tell you, it's a tie. You know that pit in the stomach you get after a loss? Right. I had it for Norwood, and I had it for 13 seconds. I f- it felt the same way. It yeah. was – I remember being at my mom's in Florida. I hit a level for that Gabe Davis touchdown I've been hitting 26, 27 years. Just <laughs> – my mom was actually scared. She's like, what is going on? Like, I mean, just the energy coming out, right? Yeah. Because my mom's husband's son, he's from Kansas, and he hates the Chiefs. So we're just like, you know, high five. Like, it's, it's like we won the lottery, right? It was incredible. And living here in California, all I can think about before the kickoff was how am I going to get a ticket to go to SoFi to see the Bills in the Super Bowl? Yep. Now, I yep. probably shouldn't have thought of that. You think like, all right, wait, just wait a minute. You never know, right? And then, like, I couldn't sleep that night. I just, it was four or five in the morning. I just could not sleep. It's just thinking about the plays, thinking about the scenarios, right? So, yeah. I mean, it just kind of shows just how diehard of fans we really are and what this, what this team and fan base means to us, you know? But so I, I would say that's that's the same exact feeling that I had that I would, I think 13 seconds actually was a little bit worse, believe it or not, than wide, right? I can't describe it. I, it, it's yeah. the, the expectations last year were higher than I've ever seen. And that includes the Super Bowl years because in the Super Bowl years, the NFC was king, right? You remember right. that, right? The Giants, right. the, you know, the Redskins, the Cowboys, they, they were just the Niners where this year and last year, the AFC is king. So, we're feeling like, you know, we could be the best team. So, and just to go over favorite Bills player. Well, I got one because it's the first jersey I ever bought, and that's Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith will always be my number one. Always. I just, I just, I just love the way he played the position. I love defensive guys like that. I mean, you know, yeah, I, and, and Thurman's a real close second for me. We're mm-hmm. really close. Um, and of course, Josh is up there now. And, like you mentioned, Stevie Johnson is absolutely one of my favorites. Fred Jackson was always one of my guys. You know, just there's so many that you could think of, but I would say Bruce Smith sticks out for me. I think right. he's the greatest player we've ever had to date. I mean, unless Josh Allen, you know, we'll see how he does the next decade. See how he, you know, maybe he takes that mantle from from Bruce. But I, I, I don't. It's not Kelly. It's it's Bruce Smith. So, and you, any young fans out there, trust me when I tell you, I don't. A lot of newer fans don't realize how great Bruce Smith really was in his prime. He was just, he, he was an animal. And if he played in a four, three, instead of a three, four, there's no telling how many sacks he would have had. Right. Whittle. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He would have been dominant. He was, yeah. He was dominant. He was dominant in three, four. 
So absolutely. Absolutely. And just the last part we're going to do, what current player would you add to this Bills roster? I'm going to go with the same position, but I'm going to go with Jeffrey Simmons. I love Jeffrey Simmons. Okay. I, I just, I just, just the way he plays. I just, I'm so impressed with him every time we play Tennessee. Very much on the same lines you're thinking, just what he could do to the rest of the defense. I mean, we hope that Ed takes the next step. I'm really hopeful that this year, it could just, it really could it really could bring out the best some of our linebackers, et cetera. So, and we're going to get to that more as we do a deep dive on the 2023 season. Sounds good. Sounds good. So um, we're going to go into uh, last season. You know, we okay. do have, we're, we're, we're on the cusp of a brand new season. Mm-hmm. Training camp has already started, um, but we do have to talk about last year. Uh, last year was, a year that we walked into as the favorites, um, you know, signing Von Miller in the offseason, you think to yourself, the only thing that we were missing was the pass rush. Like, Jerry Hughes was just, he would be in the neighborhood. He just never could seem to get the big the big sack. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, signing Von, man, that's, I just knew. I said, all right, that's it. Like, we've got everything now. You know, Trey's going to come back. Trey will be back in six weeks. And, you know, that's it. We're, and we're good. And, um, yep. you know, we got off to a hot start, man. We ran through the first uh, six weeks of the season with a 5-1 and one record, get to the bye. And, um, you know, things look the way that they're supposed to look. I didn't like the fact that we lost to the, to the Dolphins, especially the way we lost to the Dolphins and how much the Dolphin fans had to say after we lost to the Dolphins. But outside of that, I, I thought that, you know, five and one, you, you expect that. Five and one, you, okay, you're in good shape. And then, you know, after the bye, this thing just kind of didn't. It just, they, there was, it was just off. Like there was yeah. something that was yeah. just off. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't really think. You put couldn't really put your fingerprint on it. But you know, um, we dealt with the injuries all the way up until you know week one. Uh, Ed, Ed, Ed gets hurt. Um, Jordan Phillips gets hurt. Uh, week two, we lose Dane Jackson to a neck. We lose uh, Micah Hyde to the neck, um, the neck injury. Week three in Miami, we lost. I mean, it seemed like 60 players, man. It was so many people going down left and right. Uh, Spencer Brown started the season not healthy. And we just kind of like that was something that was new for me as, you know, over the last few years we have been a relatively healthy team. So to see so many guys go down with injuries at virtually every week, it was kind of new. It was a new feeling for me. And mm-hmm. um, it just became a situation where I think attrition kind of played its part. Uh, Josh suffers the UCL against the Jets. And I mean, and throughout all of this, like we're winning games. And I, I haven't even mentioned the shooting, the top shooting. Before you know, early in the year, mm-hmm. um, before that was before the season even started. Yeah. Uh, so we had the top shooting, the the, the racially motivated shooting mm-hmm. at the top supermarket. Then the snowstorm. Uh, we had to go to Detroit and play against Cleveland, and then a few days later play against Detroit. Um, but you know, 30, 30, 40 people lost their lives in that in that snowstorm, mm-hmm. and and that's glossed over. It's not talked about. You're um, right. And we're moving through the season, and we're still winning games, but it's not it, 
it's not clean. It's not as precise as it was. Like it's what we're used to. Um, and uh, and then and then you know we go to Cincinnati for Monday night, and Demar goes to tackle T Higgins, and you know he collapses, and and you're thinking like, all right, it's just a concussion, or he got the wind knocked out of him, or whatever. But it, you quickly realize that it's it's something more than that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know that that was really tough. Um, that was really tough to deal with. As a fan, I can only imagine what the players were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, the mayor yeah. of Bills Mafia, Lee Sean, was at that game uh, yeah. along with uh, Sarah. Um, and you know, I, j- I just can't imagine what they were feeling there. Uh, but um, you know, we 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 move on from that and continue to play football. And and the team is basically running on E, and the E is emotion. And they get through, you know, they get through the rest of the regular season. We finish that season, rookie offensive coordinator. More injuries last year than we've had, I think, in any season, probably combined over the last like three years. I, I and, believe uh, that's about accurate too. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, we get to we get to uh to the playoffs and and we have to face the Dolphins, and the Dolphins don't have Tua because, you know, he was falling like a toddler last year and kept getting concussed and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So we get to playoffs, and we find ourselves like – I went back and watched that that Miami game, and, man, like, we were killing them. It was like 17 yeah. to nothing. Yeah. it was, <laughs> And I'm like, we're about to roll these guys. Like, okay, they're they going to win this thing for DeMar. Like, I, I, I'm thinking to myself, like, we're going to roll them. Whoever we got next, which I I, I was hoping was uh, Baltimore, because yeah. I you know I I I did not want to play Cincinnati because I liked Cincinnati a lot. I yeah, liked yeah. their team. I liked the team. I liked the fans. Liked the the fans before the whole Demar <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, you know, a lot things, of perception really changed. Went left, that. Right, yep. things went left. So. Um, you know, I didn't I I didn't want to play them because I did like the team, but I kind of wanted to beat them to prove like just because it was seven to three and Demar went down and you know Demar you know the situation with Demar um, doesn't mean that you guys were going to win that game. So I, I wanted to play them to prove that we could beat them, but I also wanted to pay, play the Ravens because I mean the way that those Ravens fans talk, man, Jesus, they think that they think, they think that team is so good. They think they're so good, yeah. Uh, but oh yeah, we end up we end up drawing Cincinnati, and you know, I, I knew from the first time we had the football, it's snow on the ground, and we're in shotgun for a while, and I said we're gonna lose. We are gonna lose this game, and um, we lost. Cincinnati was the better team that day, but the way that they conducted themselves just didn't sit right with me. The players Agreed. were, the players were, uh, in, in my opinion. The players were. Um, there's one thing. There's one thing about healthy trash talk for competitive purposes, but there was there was something else in that. It was it was more mean than it was competitive, yep. and I never got that from Kansas City. Kansas City, the trash talk has been about being competitive. About yep. we're just better. We don't have anything personally against you. We're just better than you guys are, and that and that's the way the trash talk has been with them. You know what's crazy about that, Whittle is after what they just went through three or four weeks before that on the field together, 
right? You know, hugging each other, holding, you know, holding hands in prayer and what they saw from the more you think they would have acted a little bit differently towards Buffalo after that game, but they didn't. Right. Right. So that, that was just, I mean, that threw me off. It just made things a lot worse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that it just made things a lot worse for me. Uh, yep. But, you know, it, it was a season that I learned that we learned a lot from. Um, we learned that this team could, Play through adversity. We learned Josh wasn't human. He took that UCL injury, um, and he continued to play. Uh, I I learned that this team could play through adversity and still play at a very high level. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm expecting big things from the rookie uh, coordinator from last year. He Mm -hmm. he needs to show he needs to show and prove that he's. That he's got this. That he that he's ready for the. You know he's ready to take the keys for this 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 uh this vehicle that we have. Like I felt like last year, you know, we gave the keys to a Lamborghini to a guy with a permit. So um, yeah, I need I need him to be go go speed racer. Uh, there you in go. Twenty twenty three. Uh, so you know, and I, you know, we we suffered some losses in the in the uh, in the in the in the postseason, uh, well, in the off season, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Frazier, Leslie Frazier, defense coordinator, no longer with us. Um, you know, he decided to step away from the game, and, and I, I thought that was a blessing and a curse. Like I, I, I liked the even keel uh, mm-hmm. calmness that he brought to the team. They never got, they never seemed to really get, they re- never really seemed to panic. Um, but I do think that we need to be more aggressive going up against some of these elite quarterbacks. So uh, a change did need to be made from, you know, from uh, from from Leslie to to something a little more uh, a little more aggressive. Yep. Um, and we lost uh, we lost uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I like the Love movie. Love his personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. Great guy. But, great, great you young know, man, but, you know, that's business, right? That's just right, the way it goes. Right, right, Um, And, you know, one of my favorite players, Jermaine Edmonds, middle linebacker, yeah. 6'5", 240 pounds, four, six, you know, barely 4'6 speed. Like, he's like mm-hmm. a 4'5". He's like a 4'5'9". And just an 80 and what is it an 84 inch wingspan from from fingertip to fingertip the guy is just built to play he's built to play football Um, every time i see him with with his uniform one i just think the predator like he just reminds me of that imposing figure so yep um, well you you know about him too whittle is that he was drafted with josh right was he and I just, you felt like he was going to be one of our core guys, right? You know what I mean? And it's just, from that point of view, I was disappointed that yeah. he, he didn't come back. I, I don't, I don't blame him, but I'm just this. I was just bummed that he didn't come back to to Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, if if you know, if you think twenty one million dollars in year one is what you want to do, then I guess go play in Chicago, whatever. Um, yeah, that 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 loss kind of hurt. That loss kind of hurt. I think the defense will be fine. But that yep. loss definitely did hurt, man. That that loss did hurt. Yeah. But you know, you you nailed it when we were talking about if they needed to, they needed to sign him the year before, right? That right. was something that 
maybe the Dawson Knox extension was a little premature. And now in hindsight, now that we got Dalton Kincaid, I know Dawson's a little bit different tight end than Dawson than Dalton, but you wonder if now that if they could go back in time, would they have kept Edmonds? And then if we could have had, you know, Kincaid on a rookie deal, if that, you know what I mean? If that's something that. I honestly think you could have did both. Yeah. You you sign, you go, you throw, you throw 15, you throw 14 or 15 at Edmonds after the 13 second game. He's going to run to the office and sign it because he didn't have great seasons. Um, and then you 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 and then you you go and you give, you know, you give Dawson Knox, you know, three years, twenty four million, three years, thirty million, make mm-hmm. you know some of it incentive based. He still gets paid, but it's not the imposing amount of what is he getting like now, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Yeah, and I love Dawson. Listen, I like what Dawson Knox brings to the table, but I think they. I think that was I don't want to call it a complete miss by Bean, but I think I think they probably should have done that a little differently. You know, oh well I don't Bean's not perfect. I mean no. listen, if 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 we want to have a draft recap uh pod, we could definitely do that. I could probably take the entire hour and go let's, over. You know what? Let's do made. a draft recap for this year and I want to get your thoughts on our draft stop A to Z on that. So Okay, okay. We'll definitely um, do that and you know we'll so we'll we'll definitely dedicate a good segment to that maybe even next week because you know we're still gonna have training camp stuff and we can kind of go over that no question well well actually uh we're gonna get right into that now we're gonna talk about the free agent signings and 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 the rookies mm-hmm. so yep. uh you know what we did in free agency you know what we did in the draft uh give me the moves that pop out to you man the ones that you're most excited about well i you know i like i like the, the mcgovern signing i mean again it's not one of those sexy moves that you hear about a lot, but it was a necessary move. I think that's one of the things that really we found last year exposed a couple things for us. Yeah, our interior, especially on the offensive line, needed to be addressed. And we did that with McGovern. So Connor McGovern will be the left guard. I did like that move. From a draft point of view, I love the Cyrus Torrance pick you know, Cyrus Torrance pick. Oh, Cyrus Torrance. I'm going to mess it up at least yeah. twice with him. So glad this is a dry run. It's cool, man. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm real excited about what these two could bring to the interior of our line, which is a, was a real problem last year. And also a, an, another free agent signing. I, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm still, I, the Puna Ford one was very interesting as well. I mean, the fact that he was on the market and he took less money, you know, to come to Buffalo, we, you know, that's something we're not used to in Buffalo. We're not used to hearing players, take like Puna Ford saying, you know, maybe, maybe his market value was a little high. Now I forget what website it is. They said it was almost 10 million or mm-hmm. close to that, but he took way less with us. So from that point of view, you know, I, I just think that just, it, it really speaks to where we are as, a, as an organization. Right. So that that's when I was excited about, and of course, Leonard Floyd, I mean, getting that, that pass rusher from the outside, especially with Vaughn probably being on the pup list to start. I I'm, I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I think he's going to be on the pup list to start the season. I think we'll definitely, yeah, it's going to, it's going to help ease that blow of not having Vaughn the first, the first four weeks of the season at minimum. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, I can't hear you at all. You can't, you can't hear me at all. I can't hear you. Oh gosh. Here we go again. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Yeah, I can't hear you. Hold on. Yeah, my volume's all the way up. Yeah, I don't know. What's oh, there we go. Now you're back. Now you're back. Okay. Whatever you just all did, right. that, that did it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, let me let me go and put something in. Nice. Hold on one second. Um, sure. if you want to talk if you want to talk about the rookies a little bit, man. Sure. That, that's fine. Absolutely. I mean, we did touch on, of course, Dalton Kincaid. I mean, what can you say? I mean, it was a move that I didn't expect to see come draft time uh, on draft day. I mean, we were, I think we were kind of fixated on wide receiver. It's skill level to be there when we were picking. So I, I applaud Bean for going up and getting them. So he's going to add a very exciting dimension to our offense, allow us to be in 12 personnel. So I think that's going to be that's going to be awesome. So from that point of view, I really like that pick, and of course the Cyrus Torrance, the Osiris Torrance pick, and Dorian Williams is a very intriguing prospect. I'm not sure how much we're going to get out of him the first year. We all know how McDermott could be with some rookies, you know, at times where he he doesn't always give them a, a long run. So maybe we won't see a ton out of Dorian at the start. It, it just depends on on how you know things go with uh, Tyrell Dotson and Terrell Bernard there, but we'll, we'll see how, how that shakes out. But I think just those first three picks, I, I'm going to divert. I'm going to look to you for the later picks. I, I feel like your, your knowledge of those later picks is better to me. So I think, but I just look at those three picks. I feel like going into the draft, we needed to really address linebacker. We needed another weapon on offense and we needed, someone in the interior of the line. And I think we did all three. So I was pretty excited. Like, if you just tell me that's all we're going to get out of this draft, I would be pretty happy with that. If if they all become significant contributors to this team over the next five, you know, at least five to seven years. Um, You, you still got me? Yep. Okay, good. Uh, I um trying to add something to the... Uh, sure. To the... Uh, I want you to I wanted to focus on Puna Ford a little bit and nice. See number 10 there? Oh yeah, highest pass nice. win rate as D tackle. And you see number seven. Mm -hmm. Those guys are gonna be playing the same uh the same the same defensive line now. Uh, that's from 2021. So mm -hmm. uh that was when Point of four was still in Seattle, and Seattle ran an even front for you know four down linemen. Uh, we're bringing that back. You know, he's going back to that this year. Last year, they ran a uh, a, a odd front. You know, mm -hmm. three the three four. Uh, so having him come back to a four three, I think, and and, and the talent that's around him now. Yep. You know, I, I think yep. this guy is. I, I mean, I I just I think that's going to be excellent. Could edit or could. Will Puna and Ed be on the field at the same time, or, or are they? I, I think so. Set? I think so. <laughs> I think that uh, with you know Phillips is always hurt, so if, if Jordan Phillips is out, mm -hmm. um, I think Puna Four becomes the uh, one tack on. He becomes the nose tackle essentially on uh, obvious passing downs, and and when we go when we're expecting the pass, and I like that. I mean, I like I like the possibility of. Rousseau and Floyd and Oliver and Puna Ford. 
or Vaughn and Oliver and Buna Ford and Floyd or Rousseau or Epinesa or, you know, I mean, we've got a ton of guys that can get to the quarterback this year. So I, I just think that we got it. I think that's a really, 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 really good opportunity uh, to play around, to, to mess around with. So um, I like getting Puna because Settle seems to get hurt. And so, and so does, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> Sorry. Not um, Daquan Jones. No, Daquan Jones. We lost, we saw how, I mean, I remember, I'll never forget right before the Cincinnati game when they said Daquan Jones was out. I just dropped my head. Right. And I was in, I was in Vegas and the guy sitting next to me said, what happened? I said, I just think uh, the guy we're missing right now is it, it's going to be a major loss. So, it, and it showed. So now I think we got better depth there. And don't sleep on Jonathan Kingsley. We'll, we'll see what he can bring to the to the table. Is he a tackle? You always mess that up, man. No, he's a defensive end. He, oh, he's a Kingsley defensive end. Okay. Yes. And his first gotcha. name is Kingsley. Oh, Kingsley. I'll get there. Yeah. You're going to find some humor if I mess up some, on some yeah. of the names. So. <laughs> nah, no problem, man. No oh, problem. yeah. Kingsley Jonathan. I'm trying to I find a stipend tool. You know, it just sounds like it's his first name should be Jonathan, right? It's He's one of those names that just, you know what I mean? So I'm really excited about the depth on our defensive, uh, on our D-line D-tackle. I think it's the best it's been maybe ever, especially under the, under Bean. Oh, years, years, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I you'd have to go back to Kyle Williams and Marshall Darius to to to, yeah. to get to this level. I think um, absolutely. Or I wanted I'll, to read I'll off some the statistics okay. real quick. Go for uh, it. Last year. Okay, so last year, the player that I'm highlighting had 81 solo tackles, 51 assisted tackles for a total of 132 tackles, uh, eight and a half tackles for a loss, five sacks, two interceptions, and seven pass deflections and two forced fumbles. Wow. You know who that player is. Is that Matt Milano? That is Dorian Williams. That is Dorian Williams. From uh, wow. his, his senior okay. year at Tulane, uh, wow. that is the level of player that we're getting. He reminds like if Milano and Edmonds were put into a lab and merged, you get Dorian Williams. That's yeah. what like I, I, he he just seems like a perfect blend. He's got the pass coverage. I think he's I think he's going to be better at pass coverage than uh, Matt Milano, uh, but. Man, he's like a little missile, man. I mean, the guy's got an 80, he's got an 80 and a half inch uh wingspan. He does not miss tackles. Uh, he is he's gonna be good. I don't know really how needed. soon he'll yeah. Right. I don't know we how really soon we I don't know how soon we see him. I don't know how soon we see him, but you know, that that kid excellent, excellent kid, excellent. Um yeah. and the later round guys, uh let's see. We got Justin Shorter. I'm I'm just gonna be honest with you, man. You know who I wanted there. I wanted Bryce for a week in there. You um, sold me on took, him. 
Yeah. Man, we took Justin Shorter, and the reports that I'm hearing from camp from day one is that he didn't play well. So uh, just kind of confirms what I what I thought originally anyway. Um, I will be tapping in with the Giants uh, training camp uh, to find out how my guy Bryce Fort Wheaton is doing, and it's gonna it's gonna burn me up, man. If that guy if that guy turns out to be a player, um, you know why? Because that'll be two receivers now. The Giants would have that we should have on our roster. Yep, and we yep. know who the first one was. <laughs> oh, Isaiah Hyden, man. Yes, yep. yes sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other pickup that we got was a kid. The other the other pickup that we got that that stands out to me was the kid Nick Broker. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he went to oh I, I want to say Ole Miss. I, I I might be wrong. I think he uh, did, but mm-hmm. I think he went to Ole Miss. Uh, you know he's a jack of all trades, man. The kid can play everywhere on the line. He, he's played some tackle. He's played some some guard. I believe that they worked him out at center as well. So uh, he's one of those guys that you want to have on your bench that can play everywhere. He's got the demeanor. He's he's a big nasty. Um, he's he's got enough athleticism, enough size, enough strength to be a uh, to be a serviceable player. Um, I kind of wanted them to take a, a, a shot at Andrew Voorhees, kid out of USC that tore his uh, tore oh, yeah. his uh, ACL during the during the uh, combine. Mm-hmm. Kid went in. Kid went out there and put up. Unofficially, it was 43 reps on the bench at 225 wow. with his leg elevated. Yeah, that's strong. That's, that's yes, that is strong. Uh, yeah. but officially, officially ended up being, I think, 38. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that kid, man, the Ravens picked him up. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a starting level guard for them next year. He, he's, I think he'll plug right in. Um, and I mean, outside of that, I mean, we got Alex Austin. I'm not expecting much. I mean, he's a he's a he's a uh, defensive back. Um, you know, I I mean, the only spot he could he could go for is Dane Jackson spot, and I know they love Dane. They love their pit. They love their pit defensive back. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see an avenue for him to make the team. Um, but the the free agency signing that I want to you know, point out that really, really, really uh, caught my attention was um, Damian Harris, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Bills fan should know exactly who Damian Harris is because he single-handedly beat us in the win game. Um, mm-hmm. The guy is a low. He's He's got, you know, he, he runs for power. He's got good vision between the tackles. He's a true one-cut back. And he has that. If you miss the first tackle, I'm probably going to score type speed. So we haven't had that on this team um, since like Percy Harvin. And uh, so yeah. Yeah. a guy like that is somebody that, that, that makes his offense better as soon as he touches the ground. Like when he signed, I was so happy. I was all in on, on, you know, him doing him signing the contract, everything. I was just, I was elated, bro. I'm sorry, I was elated. Me too. But, I agree. Yeah, a buddy of mine is a diehard New England fan. He texted me. I, I said, "What do you think of?" So I asked him, "What do you think of Damian Harris?" He goes, "If healthy, he's exactly what you guys need in that running back room. Like that's yeah. what you've been missing." Like he was very, he was not happy that you know New England let him go. So it's just about health, really. Just like you know the theme of last year, carrying into this year. So 
I mean, I don't anticipate Damian Harris is going to have injury issues per se. It doesn't sound like he's had that problem his whole career. So, and look, yeah. one year deal. I mean, how how could you beat for what they signed him for? I mean, that was a. I mean, what a great value move that was for the Bills. Hundred percent, man. Bean did a great job this offseason. He got really, he got a bunch of quality free agents for pennies on the dollar, and he protected the comp pick for next year. So we're going into next year with ten draft picks. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that there'll be more moves made. I expect us to have anywhere from twelve. I expect us to have anywhere from ten to fourteen draft picks next season. Agree. You know that problem is my. Favorite moment of day three last year is when he kept trading down to yeah. get picks in 2024, yeah. which we know you and I have talked about a lot. He's, listen, let's be honest, our cap situation is going to be pretty tight next year. We thought it was bad this year. Wait till next year, right? We so got to get we got to get younger. We got to get younger. We got to yeah. get cheaper. And the way you do that is through the drive. Um, mm-hmm. I trust that Sean McDermott will go. I tr- trust that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean will go out and get uh, some safety help. Um, yep. and potentially uh, a, a Gabe Davis replacement if, if he's not re-signed. We have one defensive tackle signed into next season, so you know we got a lot of roster spots that need to be filled, and they, and they got to be filled quick. So, yep. you know, well, speaking of safety, do you think that we may have found the diamond in the rough in terms of free agency? And Taylor Rapp could he be a guy that maybe after Porter and Hyde move on? Could be a potential starter down the line, or do you think he's just more of a a plug-in guy now for a year? See what happens. I know they like him. I know they like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I gotta see it. I, I I haven't seen anything that tells me that mm-hmm. he's gonna be what we need. Um, the athleticism is is cool. It's not. It doesn't jump off the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with him it, it, with the Rams, so he didn't know. stand out too much when I watched him in a limited right. time. Like he didn't right. notice his name too much, but and, and that's my point. So you know, with him coming over here, I know that they do a great job with defensive bats. Mm-hmm. I, I expect that they'll do a great job with bringing him along, but I'm just not certain. I'm just not certain. So we, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, I like DeMar Hamlin, but I think because of the athleticism, DeMar and Taylor Rapp are kind of playing the same area. They're both guys that need to be closer to the to the line of scrimmage. And and you know, they both they, they to me they both seem like uh replacements for uh Jordan Poyer. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't I don't know where Beans I don't know where McDermott's going with this defense. Um yeah. I like it. I like that it's different. I like that it's faster. I like that it's, you know, I, I like that it's more of a uh, focus on coverage. Mm-hmm. I like that because the coverage team, the coverage side of things works with the, the, the pass rush side of things. The, the longer they can cover, the more time the pass rush has to get there. And if the pass rush can get there, you're talking about interceptions, you're talking about strip fumbles, you're talking about, uh, you know, game changing plays. So, yep. You know, maybe maybe our stats won't be like they were two years ago on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, we were ranked number one under Leslie Frazier. But maybe we're a little bit more bend but don't break under McDermott. But right. I think overall we could have a defense, again, more equipped 
later in the season in the playoffs when we take on a Cincinnati, when you take on a Kansas City or Jacksonville or, or even the Chargers or any, you know, the Jets, you know, if, if they're, you know, we all know how great they think they are, their fan base. But, you know, th- teams like that, like we got to be ready for that, for that more of a physical type game. I feel like maybe we'll just be better equipped for it this year than last year, even if we don't have those tremendous performances on defense you know where we just outgain somebody like 480 to like 137 or something but mm-hmm. i think overall we could be a more efficient defense a little more at least a more attacking maybe create some turnovers a little bit more with the pass rush so that's what i'm looking forward to see what we do under mcdermott i'm, I'm with you there man I'm you think you it's going to be a, a big adjust a, adjustment curve for this defense or do you think pretty much since mcdermott even even though it was lizzie frazier's defense i gotta think there's familiarity for the players with McDermott. I don't think it's going to be a big adjustment to you. No, I, I I think we'll see similar concepts. I think, I think we'll see a lot of the, the formations and, and, and schemes that we saw um, under Frazier. I just think that they're going to be more aggressive. I think we'll blitz more. I think we'll, uh, I'm hoping that we, that we add in these stunts, on a defensive line, we've got the athletic guys to do it. Uh, and I'm looking for – I think that we got guys that – by bringing a guy like Taylor Rapp, who has a similar skill set uh, as Jordan Poyer, frees up Jordan Poyer to now become a blitzer. And, you know, grabbing a guy like Dorian Williams or Terrell Bernard and – you know, both of those guys. I, I I think Dorian Williams was like a wide receiver at some point in his career. I gotta wow. don't quote me on that. I gotta go look. It, I gotta go look mm-hmm. into that. Um, but I know he played. I think he played offense, and Terrell Bernard used to play safety. He converted from from safety to linebacker. So the coverage is the coverage skills are there. Mm-hmm. That frees up Matt Milano to go and, and attack the quarterback, and Absolutely. you know. The Jets know fully well what Matt Milano can do. I mean, the Dolphins do as well. They know fully Mike well. White still feeling that hit. <laughs> they, know, they know what they know right. what our guy can do when he when he goes after the QB. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like it, man. But uh, what do you think out of the roster? You know, the additions, the um, the, the the new guys, um, the draft, the rookies. The guys that we had back coming back, um, who do you expect to be? What are your who are your breakout players for this season? The the one guy that sticks out for me is Gregory Rousseau. I, right. I feel like this kid is ready. I mean, he's got all the tools you're looking for, right? I mm-hmm. I mean, what do you have? Eight and a half sacks last year? Yes. I I believe. I mean, mm-hmm. I think eleven, eleven, you know, maybe between eleven and twelve around that area is very realistic for him. I could see him doing that. If we get Von Miller from week four on now with Leonard Floyd on the roster with an improved, you know, just a whole overall, just improved defensive in general. And, and just with McDermott's style, I think that's going to open things up for Rousseau. So he's my number one breakout player. I, I just, I feel like he's just got so much raw talent and he's still scratching the surface in my opinion. So we could have a real special, I, I, I mean, I don't know what his, top level is going to be i mean is he going to be an elite an elite defensive end i mean maybe he's not that in that bucket whittle but maybe he's just a notch below that but you know pro bowler 
you know, per, you know, guy that can make multiple Pro Bowls, that kind of player for us. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. Okay. Um, on defense. On defense. Okay, what about offense? What do you got? Offense, you know, I, I'll tell you what. The guy, I don't even know if this is a breakout, but this Deontay Hardy, I, I'm real intrigued what he could bring to this offense. Okay. I mean, he was a Pro Bowler before. He's had injuries in New Orleans. You know, they had quarterback issues. I mean, heck, they had a tight end playing quarterback. I mean, what do you expect that he's going to do with with a tight end playing quarterback, right? So, I just think with his speed and and what we could do in this offense, I, I I'm real excited to see what he, he could bring in 2023. How about you, okay. Will? What do you got? Oh, man, defensively, uh, breakout player, I, I, I could go with Kair. I could go with Micah coming back off the injury. Um, I could go with Rousseau. I could go with Edge. I could go with Milano. I'm going with Trey, man. I think I, I need Ooh. Trey back. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Trey, Trey's a former All-Pro. Uh, he was in the top five, you know, conversation before the, uh, the ACL tear. Uh, in 2021 in New Orleans, um, he can get back there. If, if he can get back to that, to that tray, I this 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 defense goes up another level. I mean, and it's already really good. Like we're talking about the last three years, we're talking about a a top ten, top five unit um, in the regular season. Of course, not, definitely not the playoffs. Like, let me make sure I'm clear. In the regular season, this defense is excellent. In the playoffs, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think adding Trey makes it easier on McDermott to make it harder on quarterbacks because there's so many things that you can do when you have a guy like Micah High, or Jordan Poyer and Trey White on the same side of the field. You essentially take away that side by having those two guys over there because they're so good. They're so good in their areas. They know what to do. They're smart, and you know, and they're just not going to get beat. You're not going to fool those guys. So, um, that that's my guy on on the on the defensive side. Um, my key, I I don't want to say breakout player, but I think this guy is key to everything that we do. Spencer Brown. Mm-hmm. If Spencer Brown is good, this is the best offense in football. This might be one of the best offenses in history of football. Mm-hmm. The offense is that good. Josh is that good. We have we have complementary pieces. We've got a power back in Latavius Murray. We've got a one cut back in uh, in Damian Harris. We've got um, we've got my guy James uh, James Cook. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, all the things you love about Singletary, James Cook can do. Oh, by the way, he's great in space. And he's great as a receiver. He's got great hands. Like he's a weapon. He's he's what Alvin. He's he's Alvin Kamara without the fight in Vegas. Like that's what we got here. That's what we have. You know, we have that level of talent. Um, yeah. And you know, he'll provide Josh some time, the, the time to allow some of those wide open plays that we had in that playoff game. He'll get him him playing well will give Josh the opportunity to get the ball down the field into the hands of those playmakers. Great play from Spencer Brown gives me give I think that gives us more I think that gives uh, uh, Diggs a better shot at 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 crushing the stat sheet. I think you get better I think you get better throws, you get better opportunities for Gabe Davis. Um I, the run game takes off. 
it makes it it makes us that much more difficult to defend. So that's you know, well, goal. you know what's amazing about last year, and, and we spoke about this. We won thirteen games. Mm-hmm. We scored what four hundred fifty five points, and in, in you know, it would have been almost the same as twenty twenty one, where we scored four eighty nine. There, if we played the Bengals game, but yet we were almost non entities at left guard at right guard and right tackle you name mm-hmm. me a team that puts up the numbers we did and has three starting offensive linemen that are some of the worst in football well i, I can't I, like I, what i mean is i, if we I can't but play, we got to be right? careful with hold on now we can't we can't do ryan Bates like that man okay i say two how about here. yeah how about we say I, two well, we could say three because you know Mitch Morse missed a ton of time with the concussion. So that's true. We I forget mean, about every that single week. Yeah, every single week we were yeah damn near, we were we were losing the center. So. Like even even if we get our offensive line whittled to middle of the re- middle league, right, middle mm-hmm. of the pack. Like, and I think our expectations on this are realistic, right? We're not we're not saying hey, we want Spencer Brown to turn into a a monster right tackle or McGovern's going to be one of the best guards in the league. Just give me solid, steady play every week. And what an upgrade for this offensive line. Like you said, we could do it a little things. Yep. Those third and fives, those, you know, get four yards, you know, like at the 10-yard line, let's get four yards on a run, you know, at the goal line. Or let, let, let's let let's make things a little bit easier. We don't have to work so hard and have so many, you know, exotic plays essentially to, to get in the end zone just how about straight up old school football let's barrel up the middle with damien harris for six or seven yards for a touchdown right yeah, those yeah. are the kind of things i think this team needs a little bit more sprinkled in amidst all the firepower that we have there you go there you go well beyond we are at the 57 mark uh and i think things worked well i i i, I enjoyed this um, me too little it went fast. I, feel like I talk too much. Yeah, like I no, no, like, no. I, I like... honestly, I it, it. Remember, I was telling you. I think I think we'll have good chemistry in that sense. That I, mm-hmm. I'm good with just listening like that. So I think, and you gave so much good context that as long as we're doing that, we're good. You know, like there's going to be moments. Maybe well, I'll run for a bit. You'll run for a bit, and it's all going to work. So I, I think it's perfect the way it is. Thank you again for doing this. And we'll get better at it okay, every week cool, too, cool. you know, because at, at first it's like, wow, we're Absolutely. doing a show. This is weird. You know, we're not in a Twitter space, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it just yep. takes, there's some adjustment period to it. We're going to get better and better at it every week. So, okay. Well, before we go, um, before we sign off, I do want to thank you for co-hosting with me, man. This is, man. uh, oh, it's obviously... my pleasure. thank you. I'm honored that you asked me, Whittle. Hey man, it can't be coast to coast without, without, without the, without you, man. So, you know. <laughs> The Jersey connection is there. That's you right, know. man. That's right. And you know, I, I like it, man. I'm enjoying this. Yep. Um I, I do want to thank everybody that's gonna watch this and, and, and give us our critiques. This is the pilot episode, and we are gonna sign off in a few seconds, man. We're just gonna play a little bit of music. It's supposed to be coming on any second now. There we go. There we go. That does not sound good. One of my favorite artists. She's from the left coast. This is her. She's from the she's from the bay, man. So a her from the bay. Okay. All right. All right. She's from the bay, man. So uh, we'll let it go. It's California. It's not South. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey man, you know I had to I had to get some Cali in there. Maybe we'll do some Jersey 
Oh, yeah. Some, some oh, we crazy will. Another, next week or something. Yeah, man. You know, we'll, you and we'll I are almost the same age, so we grew up with similar music, so I'm pretty sure we could, we could, so as I said, my, you know, like I told you, yeah, we'll get some, we'll get some local talent, some uh, playtime as well. Oh, absolutely. But once again, man, Whittle2K, I'm with Beyond716, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to Coast to Coast, the pilot episode. Uh, you know, drop your feedback, be honest. And you know, and we'll and we'll strive to get better and continue to bring great content on our Buffalo Bills. Peace. Thanks, little. Later, man. Talk Later. to you. Be good. <laughs>